Now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA podcast. Jason Laporte, Zach Partridge back in the building to talk about, guys, one of the most stacked cards, I think, of the entire year so far. And it's coming to our backyard, Salt Lake City. Jason, what are you looking forward to, man? This is this is pretty cool, man. For them to turn around, we Dana White talked about it. He said that they were going to come back to, to Salt Lake City. I didn't think it was going to be less than a year before we, you know, before we'd see him back, but it is. And it's highlighted by the BMF belt, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. Man, that's exciting, man. That's exciting. Zach, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the card? I mean, we were all texting each other immediately. Um, uh, The Jan Blachowicz-Alex Pereira fight blows me away. Uh, I'm really interested and excited about that. I sent everybody kind of a sneaky, snarky, Instagram posts like Alex Perea, like that's the old ultimate like one up move on Izzy again, right? If he can go fight and beat the only the only other guy that's beaten him, um, but I I actually think a lot of aspects that that fight's very very interesting. Um, super happy to see Wonder Boy on the card. Uh, Kiesa Holland is kind of a weird matchup, like two really big names, but. I, I I don't know. And then Tony Ferguson, like fresh up his DUI last week, announced on the card. I was like, wow. But him and Bobby Green's really fun. Like two old OGs, you know? Hot man. Mm. It's fun. I I just hope the UFC makes the BF t- BMF title mean something now. Yeah. Like, if this is just a one-off again and it's never going to be defended or anything like that, too, I'm I, I'm going to say this is dumb. But if they'll start creating a lineage for the title, I'm in. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings because I feel like it's pretty cool who they're pairing up. You know, like, you can't just throw anybody in there to be the BMF champ or to even fight for it, in my opinion. I think you got to have guys that are established that have been around for a minute, but yeah, when, but what is you that, said is maybe, is that the, is this the path to Nate Diaz coming back and fighting for a UFC title as another BMF title? Yeah. I mean, if possibly, he comes back to the UFC, possibly, possibly. Cause I mean, dude, he's not, he's not, he's not beating anybody at 155 or 170 for a t- title. He's not beating either of these guys though, either. So I don't like bring Mike Perry back. Oh, stop. Oh, and you're fired. <laughs> hey, he's building quite the name in, in bare knuckle. He's he built for that. Bare knuckle. He, he is should built stay for that. bare knuckle. He is built for that. He is absolutely built for that. I mean, I think one of the interesting things is that everyone was talking about UFC Boston in August, and everyone was talking about International Fight Week, as always, is going to be as stacked as any card gets for the entire year. So we were kind of smack in the middle of that from what the rumors were. There's been rumblings about uh, the UFC coming back in July. And so we thought to ourselves, well, right in between Boston and International Fight Week, we don't know what this card will accumulate to. And what it seems like is it's Oh, as good, if not better than both of those cards from what we've seen so far. So I really, really cannot wait for it. Zach, we kind of talked back and forth a little bit about just the what we thought the card would materialize to be. And I think it exceeded all of our expectations. Yeah, I mean, Dana, you you watch Dana do it when he goes somewhere and they blow him away, like the fans just kind of show him how much they want it. And when they came last year, it was a really good card and it was really fun. Um but the Utah crowd, like, 
it overwhelmed him, you know. I mean, Jason, you've been to fights in Vegas. Blake, have you been to fights in Vegas? I have, yes. I've been to two in yeah. Vegas. When when you go, you get I get there for the very first fight, early prelims, and the place is a ghost town. I mean, I'm not kidding. When when I went and watched, it would have been um C B Dalloway on an early prelim. I think it was C B versus Hector Lombard. Maybe maybe. And uh and uh, it was a Chris Cyborg headline card. And um, it was the one that uh, Brian Ortega knocked out Frankie Edgar. Mm. And But I remember being there for the early, early prelims. And you know, I'm not kidding. There wasn't a 1,000 people at T-Bowl for those first two fights. And when you come to Salt Lake City and that place is already 60 70% full for the very first fight, Dana was like, the crowd's awesome. We're definitely coming back, coming back in a big way. And uh, the card last year, I think Jason, you fit, fair to say too, like kind of under delivered a little bit on moments. Like every there was, it was very anticlimactic until the finale, right? The but finale. even but even that was heading towards a like it was fun that the UFC came, but there really wasn't that moment. Oh my gosh, Leon just yeah. you know head kicked Usman. So I mean that made the whole night better, right? But me, even Hunter was like ready to go. Like before the fight was over, he's just like, maybe we should go like beat the crowd, dad. Cause like everybody, you know, it just, some people were. That's what, and that's, and that's why we don't leave sporting events early in my family ever, you yeah. know? But, um, I, and so I think Dana, like you see that when fan bases show up and show out at UFC events, he rewards them when he goes back. Yeah, he definitely said in the press room after someone asked him, hey, are you coming back? And he said, absolutely, we will be back within the next year. And just so happens that it'll be 11 months following the Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman 2 fight. Go ahead. And relationships are everything, right? Dana and and Ryan Smith are boys. Even, even in Dana's press release, when does Dana give a shout out to the, the building owner and the Delta Center and Ryan Smith and the Utah Jazz we're coming back to Salt Lake. He never does that when he announces where he's going. You know him and Ryan Smith are boys. When when yeah. he does that, like that's I mean I to, to me I it's those little things to tell. Like Dana and Ryan are boys. They probably have some agreement. I mean I I'm not. We probably won't get a stacked pay per view card every time, but I'll I'll bet you the UFC's in Utah at least once a year going forward for a very long. Jason, I just cannot wait for this entire card. I think we're going to kick things off. How do you guys feel about doing some fighter picks for us? Old school damage let's, plans. Let's, let's do it, baby. All right. I think we're going to kick things off with uh, one of the ones that flew off the page for me. Michelle Pajera is going to be facing off against Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, I mean, I think the fact that this is most likely going to end up on the prelims is pretty insane to me. It just goes to show how stacked this card is. Yeah, that's pretty crazy that that fight's going to be on the on the prelims, and it's a it's a very it's a very intriguing fight for me. Like I love Wonder Boy, but he's forty years old fighting against twenty nine year old Pereira. It's, I, I mean, I want to pick Wonder Boy because I love him, but when does Father Time creep in there? You know, I mean, he fought Holland because Holland played his game. But, but will is Pereira going to do that same thing? Is Pereira? You know, Pereira's been known to make those those mistakes. His his fight IQ hasn't been the greatest in some of the fights. He gets kind of wild. I'm going to go Pereira on the upset. All right. All right. Zach, go ahead and uh, rebuttal on that one. Wonderboy picks him apart. 
Wonderboy 3027, unanimous decision. Could could be. Yeah, I mean, let's I, say that Wonderboy is old, but his style and his um he's so technically sound that his game isn't really built off athleticism and speed and all the things that deteriorate as old. He I mean, he's slowed a little bit. I I mean, Jason, when we were doing the podcast a few years ago, that's who I thought could beat Usman. Yeah, at because the time. of the stylistic yeah. d- difference. If Usman tried to stand with him, Wonderboy picks him apart. Wonderboy has phenomenal takedown defense. I think we saw what fight where did we see um when he fought a uh, Bilal, right? It was just like he's not a lead anymore, right? Bilal yeah. was able to wrestle him to the ground. He wasn't able to stuff the takedowns anymore. That was Father Tide time tapping him on the shoulder. But you start giving him other guys that can strike. He's in a kickboxing match with minimal grappling. He's still elite. He wins. Let's not forget. I mean, that Stephen Wonderboy versus Kevin Holland fight was one one of the most exciting main events of uh, all of last year. But on top of that, Wonderboy looked really, really good. I mean, people were talking about you know how high up the rankings can Wonderboy get. We don't think he might necessarily get back to a championship belt by any means. But I think uh, Michelle Pereira is a perfect matchup in terms of where people are at in the trajectories of their careers. Pereira's on a five-fight win streak too. That's fantastic. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this this matchup makes up a lot of sense. Great That's a, it really is. Derek Lewis uh, in Salt Lake City. I just, I, I think, I think he's just, we got some of the funniest guys in the UFC roster on this card too. Paulo Costa and Derek Lewis both on the oh, card. I cannot Paulo wait. Costa. It's ridiculous. You have, you can't deny that the guy is hilarious. Paulo Costa. I think Paulo Costa is hilarious. Am I the only one in the room thinking this? We're gonna have to turn his mic off. All right, all right, all right, all right. You guys go ahead. Let's 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 go back. O- let's go back over to Derek Lewis, Marcos Rogeria de Lima. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what everyone else has to say. I I personally think Paulo Costa is hilarious. Hey, I'm not betting against the Black Beast, man. Nope. Taking Derek Lewis. Nope. Always. Got to go with Derek Lewis. Cannot wait to see him, Michael. I, I, I think I think this is a fight that where they're trying to get. You're, you're trying to get Derek Luce's back on track a little bit. He he knocks out Delima. Uh, yeah, Delima can he gets touched, and if he, if Derek Lewis touches him, he's he's going night night. All right, Michael Chiesa, Kevin Holland, kind of a grappler versus a striker. Chiesa been out for over a year. Holland back once again. He's been extremely active as of recent. I can't wait for this one between these two. Yeah, I mean, um, you got. Chiesa coming on a, off a two fight losing streak, um, fighting Holland. He just he just won his last fight against uh, Ponzinibbio. Um, I'm going to go with Chiesa on this one. I think Chiesa is going to be too much for him. And I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Holland. Yes, I said it. I think my, Michael Chiesa wins this rather easily, and it's not that entertaining of a fight. In what way? I think he grabs him, takes him down, and strangles him. Little Hamza Shemaev. Kiesa's grappling is Kiesa's grappling is borderline elite. His jujitsu is really, really His good. His jujitsu is really good. Yeah, and I, I mean, he lost. I don't know. He's. I. I don't think Holland's. I don't know. I guess we'll find out how legit Holland's jujitsu is. He says he's really good. 
I feel like we've seen sparks of Holland's jujitsu and it has been pretty solid, but I don't know if it's been tested amongst, I mean, we've seen it with Hamza, but we, it hasn't been tested amongst the best, best grapplers outside of Hamza Chimaev. So we'll have to see how he looks against Michael Chiesa, but also Chiesa been away for 16 months. So we'll have to see also Chiesa getting up there in age. Holland been very, very active as of recent. We'll have to see how that plays into it as well. Chiesa is a big proponent of uh, believing that ring rust isn't real. We'll have to see how that one plays out, but I'm excited for this one. I, I I think it'll be a lot of fun. Ring rust is real if you think it's real. If you don't, oh. I don't think it is. Like I think it's a mental thing. If I think the people that think that it is, it can be a problem for. But the people that don't usually means you're mentally strong enough. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Jason, you got anything? No. The Tony Ferg. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The biggest thing for me is Michael Kissa. If you lose, there is going to be a lot of pressure on him because if you lose that fight, three fight losing streak. Yeah. So and, I'm and, just saying. And at some at one point, it seemed like Kiesa was a top of those welterweight rankings and could potentially be one of the bigger challengers for Kamaru Usman. Did back he, in did the he day. get up to like number four or five at one point? I want to say it, it was four. He yeah, was he was so. really streaking there uh, yeah, before yeah. he ran into Vicente Luque. Yep, yep. He beat Dos, uh, Dos Anjos. He beat Neil Magny and then loses to, to Luque and then Sean Brady. And he walked through uh, Neil Magny from what I can remember. I believe it was yeah. like a Wednesday afternoon card. It was some super random card uh, in the middle of the day over in, in Abu Dhabi. And I, I think he just absolutely uh, had had an incredible performance. Um, but we'll have to see if he can, he can, you know, turn back to that Kiesa of old. Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green, uh, another one that that is just it just seems like it's a complete service to the fans. I think Tony Ferguson in Salt Lake City is going to be a lot of fun. Um, always a fan favorite, considering you know the the legendary career he's had. Five fight skid as of recent. We'll have to see if he can you know turn back the clock a little bit against Bobby Green. I think it's a good matchup though, Zach. The rise of El Kakui in Salt Lake City. I'll never. I, I I I have to. I have to pick him. I love Bobby Green. I have to pick him. Just old school damage plan pick. Jason was always against him. I'm finally taking my guy Tony Ferguson one more time. He probably doesn't win though, but I'm picking him. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That this is a. This is. I think this is going to be another tough one for Ferguson. I think Bobby Green gets this done. I. So I don't I, I have a question though. Yeah. Tony didn't look bad against Nate Diaz. It's Nate Diaz though. Nate the Diaz has the guy that's about to piece up Jake Paul or Logan Paul. I don't know if he pieces up. I really don't know if he pieces him up. <laughs> he won I, the I, press I, conference. I, there's a huge size difference in those two. Huge. And they're fighting at 185. Anyways, but back to this. I, yeah. um, I mean, here, here's the other thing. Um, you never know. Like last time we saw Tony, right? He got guillotined uh, by Nate. The fight before that, he got front kicked to the face by Michael Chandler. Um, he's never been the same since the Justin Gaethje fight. Let's just be real. Justin took his soul in that fight. Yeah. But, but Tony Ferguson, I think Bobby Green is the type of guy and the way he moves and stuff. Um, stylistically, this is one of those fights where I actually think it plays into what Tony does well. Um, I just don't know. We just need one more classic Tony Ferguson. 
performance, take a little bit of damage, walk through the fire a little bit, and then gets the sub second or third round. Can you imagine Delta, the Delta Center? Is it that what it's called now? The Delta Center? Delta it's not a yeah, they it. Oh, yeah. Back to the Delta Center, baby. What Can it always you? has been. All right, all right, all right. I'm from California. I've been, I, I, was, I wasn't there. I've been there in the vivid days. I, I apologize. Better than the Staples Center. Hey, the Staples Center is legendary. You take that back right now. Crypto.com Arena. That sucks. Staples Center is sick. <laughs> Staples Center is home to all those from LA. Anyways, um, can you imagine the Delta Center if Tony Ferguson peels it back and becomes Tony Ferguson of old? I mean, I think the entire arena erupts. I mean, everyone's going there tr- hoping every single Tony performance Gosh. since Justin Gaethje, people have been just hoping to see him be Tony Ferguson of old. I'm still hoping. <laughs> We're hoping for it. It's going to go nuts. If he wins, it's going to go nuts. In there. Tony Ferguson by Darce. Can I throw one? Yeah, seriously. I mean, that would be insane. Can I throw one little nugget? Tony Ferguson has always been known as the guy with all the cardio in the world, the best, some of the best cardio. Coming up here, Salt Lake City Elevation, that might be an X factor here coming into this fight. I mean, Tony Ferguson has some of the best cardio. He trains extremely hard. I mean, we've heard so many stories from different fighters talking about what his cardio is like. It could be an X factor because every single fighter that came back to the media room last year, they all said, you know, I got tired a little bit earlier. We saw Luke Rockhold hands on his knees, throwing punches back to hands on his knees during his fight against Paulo Costa. We might see more of that. uh, But considering Tony Ferguson's cardio background, he might be a little bit more well-equipped for the Salt Lake Valley. Yeah, I. Yeah, I Tony Ferguson, I mean, I I love him, but. At the same time, it's like, I think it's time to hang him up. I just, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Paulo Costa facing off against Ikram Alaskarov. Ikram Alaskarov, only one fight into his UFC career. He's going to be facing one of the top middleweights in the entire world in Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa also making the return to Salt Lake City, back-to-back fights in said city. That's a huge step up to, to come in after your first fight. I mean, he gets a huge knockout win against Phil Halls, right? And now he's jumping into the top ten to a number eight guy. That says a lot, man. They, I got a, I got a feeling that uh, Khabib was in Dana's ear saying, "Give this guy a shot at, at something," because you don't just, you don't just get that shot. People just don't get get a shot like that. Um, His only loss is Chamaev. Yeah. Do you I think they're doing one is, of these? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, they they got to put him on the fast track. I mean, it's 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 Pereira Izzy all over again. That's what they. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you want that if you're the UFC? Yeah. This guy's a, a, a dude who comes in on their UFC debut and fights a guy like an established guy like Phil's Hawes and murks him. Uh, oh yeah, Curtis. true. I know, but I'm saying like, but look where Chris Curtis is now. He's a, what? What is he ranked now? Seven. He's up there. I, I don't have it up in front of me he, right now, but yeah. I said it when he fought at Fierce. He's a top 10 middleweight in the world right now, right? Like, if you watched if you watched him and you were paying attention, skill set-wise, he was right there. Well, if this guy's right there, it's like, hey, he's right there. And he's like, cool, fight Costa. Fight him. Because who's the guy that everybody kept saying Costa was going to fight? Chamayev. 
The winner of this is fighting Shumayev at 185. I wonder what the odds are going to be on this. I wonder if there's odds on, on that fight there, yet. It's it, There isn't yet. But, dude. I would think Costa is going to be favorable by how much. their fight was very, their, while it lasted, very similar to the Burns fight. It was kind of crazy. And Jermaine landed that huge uppercut that made him his head open like a Pez dispenser that we've all seen a hundred times if you watch Jermaine. Like, dude, he wants Jermaine back. And they're like, cool, you guys want Jermaine? Fight. The winner gets Shemaev. Merry Christmas. It's going to be all... It, people don't know this guy. I When they announced it, I forgot. But once I clicked on it and I remembered who he was, it's like, it's a huge fight. It's huge. It's huge for both I, of them. I am going to go old school damage plan MMA podcast pick where rule number one in betting, you do not bet against the Russian fighter. Aliskarov wins. I agree. Rule number one. You guys are agreeing on a lot of these. I will say, I'm, I'm very proud it's of you two. It's been a while. Getting along. <laughs> I, I just don't like picking Paula Costa because, unlike you, I don't think he's that funny. I think he's so funny. <laughs> I send Jason memes all the time of Paula Costa. They're hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> let's jump over to Jan Blahovich versus Alex Pereira. Pereira making the move up to light heavyweight following the Izzy loss. Jan Blahovich been away for a little bit of time, but I, I mean, this is one that is extremely interesting. Zach, you talked about it at the top of the podcast. Jason, I'll kick it off with you. This is a, a very exciting co-main event, I'll say that. Yeah, very intriguing co-main event. Um, the one thing that sticks out to me is the quick turnaround for Pereira after just getting his lights shut off in his last fight um, against Izzy. And to make that turnaround against another, another heavy-handed puncher, I feel like if there was a little bit more time in between this, in between his fight with Izzy and go and going up and wait, I feel like this is a fight he could win. But it's it really, really scares me that he's he's making this quick of a turnaround after a knockout like that. I'm gonna pick Jan. I'm gonna stay away from it betting wise, but I, that's the only reason I'm picking Jan right now because I think if there's a little bit more time in between, I think Pereira wins. It'll be a four month layoff for Pereira from when he fights here in salt lake city zach your thoughts on this um, i think i i think um this is where alex <laughs> the ufc is not doing alex any favors with this fight um i i'm not as a believer i'm not as worried about the knockout because i just don't think jan's gonna i don't pray is too skilled of a striker but i don't think jan's even gonna mess around i think it's gonna look very similar to the izzy fight i think i think jan takes him down and subs him or Jan takes him down and, and 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 controls him for three rounds. I mean, I I just yeah I, I I don't see Pereira being able to deal with a big huge body like Jan being able to wrestle him. I mean, quite frankly, I think Robert Whitaker beats Pereira at one eighty five when he was going down there because of his wrestling. I I I think they did Alex a lot of favors by not letting him fight some of those those good good wrestlers um at 185 and Jan is well rounded enough and he talks about the Polish power he has more sub wins than knockouts yeah I I, I actually it's an interesting fight because of the storyline and stuff but I think the 15 yeah. minutes in the cage 
might be a little underwhelming because I, I don't think Jan gives Alex a chance to piece him up on the field. It's inter- it'd be interesting if Pereira ends up pulling it off and winning. It makes it very intriguing because does he get a title shot after if he wins? Absolutely does. Hands down, this is a number one contender fight. 100% this is a number one contender fight. Who's who's the number one contender? Isn't it? Uh, well, it's Magomed and Jan. And Yuri Prohaska, who's out, obviously. Yuri, that's right. He's out. Yeah. So Pereira is going to jump Magomed? Ankalaev? Yeah. Following the performances that that – him and Jan gave a couple months Which, ago. I like that fight. Like, I don't know why Dana had to stick up his butt, but uh, I liked that fight. I thought it was really fun. I did too. I didn't think it was that bad. I seen, I've seen a lot worse fights than that that Dana didn't freak out about. So I think he was more pissed that the judges called it a draw and he didn't have a chance. Yeah. No, that, that, was, that was definitely an unfortunate way to end the night uh, a couple months ago. As for our main event headlined here in Salt Lake City, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier for the BMF title back up for grabs after four years. What are you guys looking forward to in this one? Zach, I'll kick it off with you. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of both these guys. Like, these are probably two of my top five favorite fighters. So it's kind of like, I kind of hate that they're fighting again. I don't want to see either of them lose. Um, man, <sighs> Dustin's just that good, dude. Like, he's so – I don't I, – I'm not sure why. I, I'm not sure why or where. I think Justin Gaethje's gotten a lot better since his loss to Dustin. I just don't know if he's closed the gap that much. Uh, here's the thing. It's going to be a nasty fight. I really don't know who wins, but it's going to be a nasty fight. And I'm leaning Gaethje, but part of me just feels like Poirier is just the safer pick. We haven't seen Poirier get finished against a striker since Conor McGregor. Is that right? Like when they were at 145. Like if somebody stands it, he only loses to Russians that can sub it. And, and the Brazilian that can sub it. And the Brazilian, yeah. This is a this is a great fight, man. We're we are we are blessed to have this as our main event because it's going to be the crowd's going to be on their feet. Can we just have a draw? Like I love both of these guys. My wife was asking me last night, "Who do we cheer for?" I'm like, "We cheer for both of them." Let's just can we just go to a draw and just give them both a BMF belt? I love both of them. Everybody was, gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. It's 2023. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up now. I'm going to shut up before I get. Um, I will. I will say this. I think that Justin Gaethje has significantly improved since their last matchup. So, I'm just going to throw that out there. So I, I, I was going to say I, I got to echo what Zach said, where I felt like he's getting better, and he really, really, really impressed me with that physique fight, and he. If you go back and watch the Poirier fight, he was cracking his leg. He was cracking Dustin's leg with those leg kicks. Tiny sliver of of a of a lean towards Gaethje on this one, but I'm not betting on this one. I'm just going to sit back as a fan and enjoy a, a really good fight. What I'm interested in, what the over under is on rounds. What they finished in the fourth round, right? Fourth. The first one. Yeah. So if they finish in like. 
I because like I have a hard time I have a hard time saying they either can't knock each other out because they absolutely can, but I also can't really see um a decision in that fight either. Like I have a hard time seeing it going a five round decision fight. And I do think it's a I think it's an I think Gaethje has the elevation advantage in this fight. He trains in Colorado and Poirier trains down in Florida. Like Gaethje trains at elevation and, and, and you know. I think that that could be a factor in this fight, especially if it gets into the third, fourth, fifth round. That's such a fun fight. It's so We're good. Splitting hairs. They're the same guy to me. They're the same they really guy. Are. Jason, um, just final thoughts on 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 what you think what July 29th is going to deliver for Salt Lake City. 29th. 29th. Yeah, you're right. 29th. What it will deliver for the fans. It's going to deliver fireworks, and it's huge. Once again, as we said last year, we talked about this. It's huge for uh, for the local MMA scene as well. It's it's getting more eyes. It's getting more people to pay attention to it. It's getting the guy that only watches UFC to maybe start paying a little bit more attention. Hey, maybe there's some local fights I can go watch. Oh, the Maverick Center has fights. Let's go watch fights at the Maverick Center. It's just it's bringing more eyes to the sport, which is which is what we want. I love it. Speaking of which, Zach, I, I'm going to ask you this to kind of close off. Any potential you think we see Court McGee? Uh, I know he just recently fought, but but there is a potential that he might be fighting. As a fa- Let me just speak as a fan. Court has come off getting knocked out twice. Um, it's hard because we all love Court. There isn't, a per- there isn't a person on the planet that knows Court that doesn't, you know, love Court the person by any, you know. He's beloved here in Utah. He's admired. And um, I'm I'm very against when the public starts telling people that when it's their time to retire, I think that's as a fighter and court has earned the right to make that decision with his family. And then of course his coaches and team, but you know, that's up to him, but I know he's on the last fight of his contract. Um, I know, I know his medical suspension wasn't long enough that would prohibit him from fighting on this card. And I mean, who wouldn't love to see Court retire in Salt Lake City at a, on a, headlining it? You know, uh, be the, you know, be a prelim, featured prelim on a on on a card like this, and giving him a send off, win, lose or draw, doesn't even matter. Just giving him that proper. I mean, that place would go. That almost twenty thousand would go nuts for Court McGee, and he deserves a moment like that. And I hope he gets it. But obviously, I mean, that's. I'm not saying what he should do or what I think. It. I just say as a fan of Court McGee it would be special to have him on a card in Salt Lake City like this and so that the fans of Utah can really send him off proper. He has even been... if it's not even his last fight, just get the experience fighting in Salt Lake again like he did what, however many years ago. He has been the face of Utah MMA for years at this point. He is a legend amongst legends in this sport in this specific state. I definitely would love to see it. Um, UFC 291. It's going to be a good one. Fellas, I have missed this. I appreciate this. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate it.